Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If we could just stay in this atmosphere for just a minute. I'm going to have Lydia share something that she shared with me. And I just want us to go back into a little bit of worship. So um, this week I've heard um, identity and purpose has been big on my mind. And I was, okay, God, what's this about? And this body has been spoken over our identity and purpose. We've been told who we are and what we are and to stand in it. And I heard them as you're walking it out, there's going to be pressure. When you're becoming who you are, greatness takes pressure. So right now, um, he's just telling us in, in, the, in the resistance that we receive to be childlike and walk it out. Because he is the defender. He is there. He's, gonna, he's right there with our hand, pulling us along the way. So let, I, I just say today, during this time, we just really step into that. And remember who we are, not only as a person, but as a group and a body. We could just be quiet just for a second in his presence. Just soak up this atmosphere. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. for worshiping. Thank you for giving it your all. Thank you for using your voice. Thank you for stepping into your identity. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And that is worship. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, this has been good, guys. This has been good. So, so good. Man, this has been great. Where do you go from here? How do you move on to announcements from here? <laughs> Stay right here. <laughs> well, in other news... We moved out of our apartment. Yes. We're living in our house. Yay. <laughs> living in um living in the apartment, we would have to we'd have the guitar, we'd have that uh rolling suitcase of cameras, the backpack for the computer, Chris's backpack, and I think another bag sometimes. And we'd have to leave the apartment, go catch the elevator, go down, no, no, go upstairs, because we parked on the second floor, walk all the way to the garage, load up our car, drive down, come here. But not today. Today, <laughs> we walked out of our garage, and our car was parked right there, loaded it up, yes. and we were here. 
I felt like, man, what are we doing wrong? Like, what are we forgetting here? Nothing, because we were at our house. So cool. Um, just a couple of Angel Tree announcements. Everybody, did anybody get Angel Tree kids? Yes. A to the men. Um, so the Angel Tree gifts and the food will need to be here by the 12th, which is next Sunday. I love how when I look around, I make eye contact with Marilyn, and she gives me the okay. <laughs> um, and then the angel tree pickup, where the families will be picking up their gifts, and then a food basket also will be the 18th, between 10 and 12. So if you can make it here to help out, please see Marilyn. I think she needs a little bit of help to organize and deliver and whatnot. Um, and also, we as a church are doing our... Um, I think last year we did this where we combined our Christmas New Year's party, which will be on the 31st at 7.30. Um, and there'll be a sign-up sheet for that next Sunday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Even though I have it written here, I look at her just to be for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we usually do, like, finger foods, snacks, whatnot, just whatever. And they move all the chairs, bring in some tables in here, and it's a party. Um, so, yeah, that's the, is that it? Yes, that is the announcement. <sighs> White elephant. It's right here. I got it right here. Totally. That's why I look at you. White elephant. We're doing adults, $25 limit, kids, $10 limit. So if you can participate, please bring a white elephant gift for adults and your kids also. <laughs> Am I good? Okay, awesome. Oh, man, this is really good, guys. It's been a good worship, a good worship. Um, I don't know. I don't have any other announcements. I really, I really take a lot of time to just pause and look at y'all, and that's mainly just for myself personally, just to I'll just say, I'm okay, I'm okay, just preach. Angela had a dream that I had a chain fall off my neck and some a chain and some bangles fall off mic. So apparently I'm in bondage. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it fell off. It fell off. All for truth. Yes. <laughs> no, that's good. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Chris wants to speak now. That's why he was talking. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, love you guys. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for... Just everything getting into this house has been a, a journey for us, and it's still not over. It's still not over, um, but it'll be good in the end. So I'm going to turn this over to Chris. Oh, sorry, kids, kiddos, stand up, please. You're going to go with this amazing lady, Lydia. Woohoo! Lord, we just bless these kids. Speak to them change their lives, let them recognize and grow up knowing who they are, and not like a lot of us finding out later in our lives, let them know who they are now. <laughs> so you guys are, can go on ahead with Miss Lydia. She's going to lead y'all. She'll be gliding, because she doesn't walk, she glides. <laughs> Just kidding. Here you go. He's good, Amen. Man, it's good to be um, 
It's good to be in a place of refreshing. You know, we've been, uh, we've had uh, multiple words uh, over the last year um, in regards to the business and our, and the business that we have, the church and our house all being connected. And we kept um, digging into that and finding that people were seeing that when people would give us these words, they were like, man, it's what happens with the business is what's going to happen with the church. It's, you know, so you're going to see it. It's all about even tied in with your house. And, and we've seen that. We've seen the growth. We've seen the, the structure, um, the integrity of the structure. We've seen it in the company. We've seen it in you all um, just it's been amazing um, to see the journey that this last, uh, for core church for the last two years, we're coming up on the end of our second year as after the rebrand, right? As core. Doesn't it seem longer than that? <laughs> it seems to me like, like it's a lot longer, but, um, uh, you know, being in the house, it's been, um, it wasn't what I had, and I'm, that's going to sound negative already. My bad. It's not, I'm not trying to be negative. I, I, there's just so many other things that have to be done and that can't be done because we're in the middle of this and this and then that breaks and this breaks. And, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the process of building and, and I've been in it for 22 years, so I, I fully understand it. But when it's mine, I just want to sleep on my bed, <laughs> you know. Uh, thank God we have a bed now. We're not just sleeping on a mattress on the floor. That's pretty cool. It's interesting to go into the bed and the bedroom and to sit down and not have to do full squat. It's pretty interesting. It's nice to have a shower that you're not like this because you can't move because there's walls, right? I think the shower in the apartment was probably about the size of this pulpit, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, the interesting thing is um, this year, uh, this last year, since we started, uh, since we sold the farm and, um, you know, started the house, um, it hasn't been easy. And I want to share something with you this morning um, that I know was a massive word for me. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to preach at anybody. I'm here to just tell you what I see. And, um, and we move forward as a family, right? Um, even when we don't turn our ringers off, it's Okay. Um, I'm going to ask a question that used to be in our, in our religious days, we used to say this all the time. Anybody ever heard that term burnout? You get burned out, right? Or how about dry spells? You remember, you remember that word, that language? Uh, oh, we're just in a dry, oh, I'm in a dry spell, right? And we used to actually think uh, in a religious mindset that, um, that God would purposely put us in valleys. You remember that, that whole thing? Uh, that he would put you in valleys and that he would pull away so you could draw closer. And, and there's just all these other phrases and, and thoughts that are in that same vein. And they're actually not true. 
um, your father does not pull away from you at all. He doesn't pull away from me no matter what. He does not withhold his goodness. Amen? There's, there's nowhere in the new covenant that you find where he is a God that says, oh, you didn't pay your tithe? Flat tire. Right? He doesn't look at you and go, two snaps up in Z formation, you ain't getting nothing this day. That's not how he is. That's not who he is. Only us over 40 got that. <laughs> go back and Google in living color. Right? Yeah, homie, don't play that. You know, I was just fixing to say it, man. I was just fixing to say it. See, it's prophetic. Yeah. Megan and Austin are looking like uh, 20-year-olds. No, just kidding. I love y'all to death. Go Google it, though. It's pretty funny. Um, none of those things are true. And it's the complete opposite. And you all know this. You've, if you've been here for any length of time, you fully understand that the goodness of God is his nature. And it is also yours. And, and, and he doesn't pull away. He doesn't, uh, you know, change and shift and all that from his nature. Now, I'm saying all this because, you know, we were just, uh, we were talking about the last two weeks, I've been talking about the breath of God and how he breathed into Adam, right? And that's how each and every one of us are alive right now because he, he breathed his own breath into the nostrils of Adam. And the Bible says, the word says that Adam became a living person with the breath of God. Um, I think for many times uh, we've kind of thought, maybe you didn't. Uh, I'm not sure that I did. I, I'm still trying to figure this out in my head. But I think for a long time, I thought that, that God just went, and Adam, oh, man, I'm alive, great. And, and it was like a, you know, like a, um, a Jesus miracle kind of thing that just happened, right? When in the reality is that God took, not only did he create man from his own creation, right, and with his hands, but then he took a piece of himself, the very breath the very life of God was instilled into, was transferred into Adam, and he took on the other part of God and became alive. Does that make sense? And it wasn't a hocus-pocus, Harry Potter, wave the wand kind of thing. It was an actual piece, another piece of the Father was instilled into not just Adam, but all of mankind for the future. And the breath of God is also the breath of mankind. Does that make sense? And that, as, as I was continuing to read in there, I was remembering these things about dry spells and these things. Because y'all know we try to be completely open and transparent with you. And this year has been tough for me personally. I've had some amazing breakthrough moments. I say breakthrough. It's not even like I'm trying to break through something. I mean, it just encounters with the Father, right? I've had incredible moments with Holy Spirit, especially here in worship like today. Man, blame it on Mark. But Mark said something uh, to me, and I, real, I did a clap back. Um, well, okay, I'll just tell you. Um, 
Um, if you're under 40, you might not know right away. You can go Google it too. But um, I was really struggling with my voice this morning, and I just felt out of sync, even with the music, uh, hitting certain chords and things. And um, Sarah and Adrian are like, no, man, you're, you're good. Everything's right. I'm not feeling that. I'm not hearing that. Um, and Mark decides to throw some wisdom out there, and he says, okay, I'm just going to say it. Mark does that a lot. He goes, I'm just going to say it. He goes, if Joe Cocker could do it, you can do it. And my instant was, oh, man, dude, I'm not in that caliber. No way. And we were just fixing to go into the song Abba. And I think Mark said something like whatever or something. I don't know. He said something like baloney. He didn't say baloney, but something like that, right? And I'm just in my mode, right? It's practice. We got to get warmed up. We got to get set. And I, we're, going, we're, we're going to start Abba. And I hit the first couple of chords. I sing the first line there. And uh, right, uh, so it's four counts right before I'm supposed to say Abba. Right before that A, I hear the Lord tell me in my left ear, he says, don't you dare talk about my son like that. He says, you're above that caliber. Then I got to start crying, and I feel the Holy Spirit hit me even harder. He's like, yeah. (laughs) And then I, (laughs) so I know this is maybe totally weird for some of y'all, but I I full on believe in the supernatural, and we walk in that, and I felt like Jesus is sitting over here, just kicked back like, told you. (laughs) So I have this radical encounter with Holy Spirit within four counts, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit within four counts, and I try to sing. I think I made it through the first part of the chorus, and then I just lost it, and uh, I've had several of those over this year, but it's been a struggle. There's been all this, you know, we, we, left the, we left our farm, which was our place of peace and serenity, and many of y'all have been there. You know it was like that. It, was, it wasn't, you know, this grand house or whatever, but it was, it was home. It was peace. The land, my cows, Brutus, right? Uh, I had my, my, my room, where the way I would study, the way I would practice, the way I would read, and all that stuff, and I'm a creature of pattern, I'm a very, very patterned person. And my whole pattern got rocked and completely obliterate, uh, obliterate, what's the word? Obliviated, whatever. <laughs> I didn't make it to the third grade for nothing. No, no, I'm just kidding. All my Disney fans will know that one, right? Anybody know it? Who knows it? Which one? No. Y'all don't know that one from Disney? Oh, my goodness. Rescuers Down Under. Really? Remember the guy? Joanna. You remember? Anyway, moving on. All my pattern got rocked, and we, we, we leave all this wide open space and the peace and all that to a room that is about, well, maybe, I bet the whole apartment was the size of the stage. Maybe a little bit bigger, right? The shower was the pulpit size. Anyway, we didn't even have a table. We sold all our furniture except for like, like two things. We didn't have a table. 
we had a couple of bar stools, but man, I don't, I don't like sitting on bar stools with no back because I get all hunched and my back's already messed up. You know, did all that laying tile where I'm all hunched over for seven years. And anyway, it just, it's just uncomfortable, right? Messed me up big time. And I was struggling to find my, my normal routine of study and read and encounter and practice and worship. I, I just, I was, it was a struggle for me. Um, I had to try to find a, a new way. And the thing is, is dad never changed on me. His nature, his goodness was still hitting us. And, or for Raquel and I being in the apartment. And he was still coming and still, you know, he never stopped speaking. That's another one. We never realized that in our religious state, but God never stops speaking. I can prove it in the scripture. Go look it up. He never stops speaking, right? And I'm never going to stop being a son. And so there is this um, interaction between children and father through Holy Spirit, right? And so I realized uh, a couple of months ago, maybe three or four months ago, I told Raquel, I said, I realized that the way he speaks to me and my growth in that is changing. That's what's changing. It's not his nature. It's not anything about him that's changing. It's just the way that he's speaking. There's a, there's a difference now. And I've got to find and understand that, that new language or the change or the shift in the language. And uh, does this make sense so far? Are you with me? Yeah. So turn with me, if you would, to the book of John, um, chapter 21. We were in chapter 20 last week where we were looking at, um, um, at about the breath. And so as I'm reading um, here in chapter 21, um, there's this interesting thing that happens. And I've been reading here all week, and I've been kind of stuck here. And I wasn't hearing anything, but I'm stuck in this place. Like, I can't move on from John 21, but I'm like, man, what are you trying to tell me? I feel I can't move on, but I'm not hearing nothing. And so finally, after several conversations uh, with him, <laughs> I'm reading along, and I see something. Um, and I want to share that with you this morning right here. Um, so it's, it's chapter 21, verse 1. I'm going to read out of the New American Standard uh, this morning. For I may switch to the Passion. I'll let you know if I do. Verse 1, he says, After these things, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He, and he revealed himself in this way. So uh, just if, um, for a uh, reminder's sake, this is after the resurrection He's already appeared to the disciples once, right? He appeared to the disciples one time already that we know of in John. And he's already had a conversation. He already breathed on them is what it says in John 20. If you want to go read it, that's, that's how uh, Holy Spirit came upon right there in that moment. Uh, in another way, that's how fire came um, or power, I should say. Um, so he's already, this is really important. To note that he's already been in contact with the disciples. So now he revealed himself again. 
Why do you have to reveal something that's already known? You don't. If John walks in the room, he doesn't have to say, Hello, I'm John White, and I'm 6'5", and I'm your best friend. He doesn't have to do that because I know him. But, uh, man, if he, for some reason, turned out to be 5'2", and walked in the room with, you know, a mullet, And maybe like black hair mullet at that, right? And speaking Russian, I would not know who John White is. Does that make sense? Like if he came in all dude up. You only reveal something that is not known. Are you with me? So he says he's revealing himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. Um, uh, he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas... Simon Peter, Thomas, who was called Didymus, Nathaniel of Canaan in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, we're coming with you. They went out and got into the boat, uh, and that night they caught absolutely nothing. Does this sound familiar to you? Because this happened again when Jesus first met the disciples. Are y'all tracking with me here? So we're talking about him revealing himself in this way. That's what the scripture just tells us. We, we don't know yet what it is, right? And he's, there's an encounter going on here that is the exact same encounter that they had when they first met him. So verse 4. Remember, they caught nothing. Verse 4 says, But when the day was now breaking, Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. You got that? They did not know it was him. So Jesus, in verse 5, he said to them, Children, do you have any fish to eat? Or, or Sorry, let me read that again. Children, you do not have any fish to eat, do you? And they answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you will find the fish. And so they cast it. And then they were not able to haul it in because of the great quantity of fish. And therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, that's John, right? John says to Peter, it is the Lord. And so Peter heard that it was the Lord. Uh, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. But the, the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land. Uh, but about 200 cubits away, dragging the, full, uh, the net full of fish. And so when they got out on the land, they saw a charcoal fire already made and fish placed on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have now caught. And so Simon Peter went up and hauled the net to land full of large fish, 153 and all there were so, and although there were so many, the net was not torn. And so Jesus says to them, "Come and have breakfast." None of the disciples ventured to inquire of him, "Who are you?" Knowing that it was the Lord, and Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and the fish likewise. And this is now the third time that Jesus revealed Himself um, uh, after He was raised from the dead, and He. He goes on to talk to Peter specifically, um, and he, he tells them 
some other things. But the point is, is that they didn't know who he was, right? He had shifted of how he was speaking, how he was interacting. Are you with me? But the, the thing is, is that he came to a point where an exact circumstance happened because they remembered him this way. And what I want to tell you this morning, what hit me in the face with this is that uh, the way it was said to me was, son, I may, I may speak a little different or change my, my way with you, but my nature for you is never going to change. My speaking to you is never going to change. And so recognize my nature. Recognize my heart when you just can't see straight. And so I look back, and over this whole year, I can look back now, and there have been moments in the struggle where I didn't realize that um, it was his goodness, it was his heart that we were in the middle of it. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not the type that thinks that, he, oh, he left me, um, you know, that um, whatever, that something happens and... I think, oh, my God, Holy Spirit just went away. That's not who I am. I never think he's left me. I don't believe in that. But there's these moments where I'm like, man, where are you? Why am I not in this normal place of holding on to you? And, and why do I not feel your hand on my shoulder? Why, 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 why? Does this make sense? I just needed to shift my recognition. I just needed to open my, my eyes a little wider to see the nature and the heart of the Father. Amen? You know, it, it's kind of like, um, I don't know if you've ever played a, a keyboard or a guitar or even drums. This morning, Mark didn't bring his sticks, right? He left. I'm picking on Mark today, man. That's cool. Uh, he forgot his stick bag. Now, as a musician, I totally get it. He likes and wants to use his sticks. I get it. But he forgot it, and he can still play drums pretty good with a bunch of crappy sticks. Does that make sense? Guitars are very finicky. There's wood. There's different kinds of metal on the strings. The frets sometimes get wore down, and, and there's all these different. Some of the necks, they're fatter. Some are shaped different. There's all these, the weight, the way it pulls on your shoulder, the way you can push against it or lean back. There's all these differences. And um, there's a lot of guitars that I can't stand. I don't want them guitars. We went to a church one time in, in, uh, to go minister in, in, uh, outside of El Paso. And um, uh, they wanted me to do some worship. And uh, I was like, I didn't bring my guitar. And they're like, oh, we have this one. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> it's, it's one of the, it's one of the uh, most popular guitars out there, but I cannot stand playing one of these. And the reason is because where the switches are and the way I play, I flip the switches. And so it'll be from... <laughs> it sounds like a chihuahua getting mad and happy at the same time. I mean, I'm just sitting there and I'm, we were practicing... And I couldn't flow with it. I couldn't. I just was, oh, this is, I didn't say that. I was like, oh, yeah, it's no problem, brother. We, we got it. <laughs> we got it. Press her in the circle. <laughs> 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 
And so finally I worked through it, but I could still play. Why? Because in my heart I'm a, I'm a player and I can make it work. Does this make sense? What I'm here to tell you this morning is he's still speaking. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you think may be happening and maybe wondering where he is, he's right there. And it's time to recognize the heart and the nature and not the circumstances. And I do believe that he'll do little things like this to uh, little hints, right? To, uh, um, to get our attention, to get our, hey, we're here, I'm right here, you know. He went and did the exact same miracle, tells them. He knew they were out. I mean, I, I, I think it had to be a, a, an amazing even design to come in and, man, I'm going to show up this day because, oh, yeah, they went out fishing last night. I'm going to, let me zoom over there real quick, right? And um, I'm going to make the fire. They're not going to catch nothing tonight. I know they're not. And they don't. And he just sets it all up. Hey, kids, you got any fish? No, we didn't catch anything. Man, throw it on the right side. And I think, I, I feel like Jesus would have been the type to go. Look up at the, look up at the heavens and say, hey, watch this, Dad, watch this. And I wonder what the disciples thought the minute that they felt the net tug where they couldn't hardly pull it in the boat. Well, they didn't pull it in the boat. They had to drag it to the shore, remember? Like, what do you think Peter's thought was? And it says that John, of course, John's writing this, so John, of course, was the first one to recognize that Jesus had entered the place, right? <laughs> I wonder how it was when, when John said, oh, that's the Lord. And he tells everybody else. And Peter believed it right away. Why? Because this is the exact same thing. He had that remembrance, that recollection, right? Man throws his clothes on and then jumps in the sea to swim to shore. <laughs> All because the nature doesn't change. All because his goodness doesn't stop. His voice does not stop. He doesn't stop speaking. It may not always be his voice. It may be a feel, a hear, a see. There, there's all these other ways that you know that God speaks in all these different ways and forms. So be aware of the nature. And I'm going to give you one more scripture in Hebrews chapter 1. Does this make sense so far? Are you with me? Yeah? Oh, man, I love this. Um, in, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days, has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the world. And he is the radiance of his glory, the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power, when he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels to the extent that he has inherited a more excellent name than they. See, he starts off saying, hey, man, God uh, used to only speak through the prophets and in little ways like that. But he says in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son, who is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his 
nature. How does God speak to us? He speaks to us through His Son by way of His nature. The language that God uses will always be His nature because everything He does is good and He doesn't change yesterday, today, or forever. Amen? Amen? So what I'm saying is, I hope that this helps someone. It helped me. This... um, this point in my life where there was struggle and there was strife and there was, and I, I never lost my faith or got off track. Um, I got Raquel to keep me in line. So, um, you know, it's going to happen. But there were these moments where I wasn't having that encounter that I want. And it was very sporadic from what it was before the move. And I've been awakened to my recollection. I've been awakened to the fact that if I will look and listen and feel and smell and know of his nature, I'll see his voice in the area around me that he's moving. Amen? Is this good? Are you with me? All right. And I'm going to close with one more um, in Psalm. Very familiar. I know y'all holy rollers in here, you all know it by heart. Psalm 23. And yes, I'm old school. I'm going to read it out of uh, New American Standard. I love the passion, but not for this passion. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm going to read this one out of here. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in need. Is that true? You know, the old King James is, I shall not lack. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul and he guides me in the paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. You want to know what fascinated me about this passage this week? Is I just realized there's no dates or times on this passage. There's no wins, ifs, or buts. Does that make sense? Like I know that. I have known that. For 32 years or whatever it is that we have been running after him. But it hit me. His nature doesn't have a time limit or an appointment time either. Does that make sense? His providing for us, it doesn't end and it doesn't stop. Or it doesn't start and it doesn't stop. It just is. The fact that he will cause you to lie down in green pastures of peace, it's not on his outlook calendar to start tomorrow at 9.46 a.m. The restoring of your soul, he says, he restores my soul. That's not past or future. You know why? Because the restoring of your soul, it just is. Does that make sense? The restoring hand, the loving compassion of the Father to you as a son or a daughter, it simply is. Period. There's no stipulations. There's no time limits. Are you all with me? Seems like some of y'all are struggling with me this morning. No, I'm just 
He guides me in the paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. So why do we need restoration of our soul and why do we need a guide in righteousness if our father's nature is righteousness and we have that same nature? Why? It's because of the course of this world. It's because of the fall and how that authority shifted and you and I are not born uh, into that. Does that make sense? So there's this restorative process that he is doing on our lives and it never stops. Listen, I, I'm going to step out there a little bit. I fully believe that even the people that we used to call lost, right? The people that have not, um, we used to say, gotten saved or accepted Christ. Um, I love what our good friends Matt and Dez and, and Craig and Dub will say that they're pre-believers. Um, I believe that God is even restoring their soul. I believe that the goodness of God, it cannot change. The nature, right, is at work in those people. Why do we have, convic- or why do we have conviction then, right? We didn't know the Lord, and the first time you were going to try a drink, you went into a dark room or you hid somewhere to do it, most likely. <laughs> why do you think they turned the lights out in the club? Right? You... I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? You've had that conviction. The first time you remember you were going to tell a lie, man, you knew and you felt that thing. I, I, I know that's Holy Spirit, but I believe that's because he's trying to restore our, our soul. He's pushing the people that don't know yet. He's pushing them, not pushing, he's, he's working on them to get them to that point of recognition where they recognize they're a son. Anyway, um, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And you prepare a table before me in the presence of all of my enemies. And you have anointed my head with oil. And my cup overflows. Again, no appointments, no end times. It just is. This is who you and I are. Amen? This is how the God of all heaven and earth interacts with us on a moment-by-moment basis. Does this make sense? Are you with me? That moment-by-moment you are provided for. Moment-by-moment we are cared for. Moment-by-moment we are looked after. We are given peace. So we're in this struggle of this life. And we've got to remember that this is his language. But most of all, verse 6, certainly goodness and faithfulness will follow me all the days of my life. And my dwelling will be in the house of the Lord forever. You know the beautiful thing about that, and I know you've heard me say this probably a hundred times, is that um, this phrasing here is actually not the best. It says, certainly goodness and and faithfulness will follow me all the days of my life. The actual Hebrew language here says that it actually chases you down like a a lion after its prey, like like a cheetah running after something that it wants. His goodness, his faithfulness, his mercy, his grace runs after you no matter what. It doesn't stop. Are you with me on that point? It does not stop. 
And so no matter where you find yourself this morning in life, in struggle, uh, on the mountain, we used to say in the valley, all that kind of stuff, man. Thank God for freedom out of that. But no matter where you are, he's speaking. No matter who you are, he's speaking. No matter what you're doing, how you're coping or not coping or facing or not facing, he's speaking. And if you don't recognize it, then look for his nature. Where's the goodness? Where's the provision? Where's the peace? Where's the green pasture? Oh my God, I'm in the midst of my enemies. That's okay, there's a table here somewhere. Where is it at? Not only that, my daddy done made the plate for me. He done set the table. I ain't got to worry about no salad fork. It's just a steak knife and a fork because he's provided me one of Eric's ribeyes. Oh, look at that. I got one of John's burgers on there too. You don't know, Are you with me? Look for his nature. Look for his goodness. Can we stand? Ooh, Father, you are so good. You're so, so good. And this morning, uh, we thank you for all that you have done and what you've been doing. But really, you know, Father, I thank you for what you're doing that we actually don't see. Um, And I know some of that is because you haven't revealed it yet because we can't grasp it. And the other part is that we just haven't got in the... (laughs) in the position to see. And so my prayer today is that you would help us to stand or step in that position of sight and that position of, of, of hearing, uh, that position of being able to smell. Uh, wh- however it is that you're speaking to us, if it's our thoughts that we would, we would clear our mind to be able to hear or to, to think or, or receive the thoughts, that's the right language right there. And I pray that as we continue to push on, as, we, as this house continues to dive into uh, the, the, the depth that you have for us, Lord, that these things would begin to uh, just move back and forth in our hearts and our minds, that we would recognize where you are, how you're speaking, what you're doing, Lord. Because we're meant to change the world, and we're going after that. We're, we're, what we need to hear clear, we need to be in a position of receiving so that we can know exactly uh, what you're trying to do, Lord. You've never left us. You've never forsaken us. And all of these points about your nature, they never stop. They never started either. <laughs> That's just how you are. You have always been that way. And so our prayer this morning is that for each and every person here, each and every person watching, that we would recognize your nature in and around us as we step and move into where you're going. Father, we just thank you so much. Um, Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is um, Is there anyone that you're trying to make a... A, a real hardcore serious decision like there's something 
Like, I don't know what is it. I, I had this a couple of months ago, too, but I feel like it, it just won't leave me alone. It's been here all morning. Like there's a massive decision that you've got to make. Is that anybody in here? I don't want to embarrass you. Just, oh, okay. Uh, is, it, is it financial involved? I don't even know. It is. Okay. That's weird, man. That is so weird. I was seeing dollar signs over here. That's weird. <laughs> this stuff doesn't normally happen with me, but... Uh, babe, you mind standing with Marilyn? And I don't know if a couple of y'all want to join in around Marilyn for a second, but man, Father, who I just thank you for this faithful teacher, this faithful um, daughter that is so instrumental in kingdom teaching uh, with children, kingdom education. And, um, you know, Father, I don't know whatever that is that you have, uh, whatever decision that is on their plate right now, um, obviously with finances. So number one, we know you provide. Uh, we know that we never lack. And so whatever the decision uh, needs to be, whatever the best decision needs to be, Lord, we pray that, that Marilyn uh, and her family would see that or hear that, whatever that is, whatever that needs to be. Uh, we, we, uh, we thank you for the steps that she takes. But we ask you right now for the provision of insight. Lord, you said that we have your mind. Uh, and so whatever insight, instruction, uh, wisdom, we call upon wisdom. And like Craig says, her friends to come as well. Uh, so we ask you for this right now over Marilyn's life, her family, her decisions. Uh, we pray that they would see your nature in the decision that needs to be made. Uh, and we pray for the absolute best outcome for whatever the situation may be, Father. We pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Cool. Man, he's good. Amen? So uh, I guess we got parties and all that stuff coming up, and uh, it's good stuff. So we will see y'all. If you Listen, you need prayer for something specific, um, uh, you know, just, just come on up and see us. But, man, we love you all so much. Is there something I'm forgetting? Or, no? All right. God bless you, everybody. We love you. Let's go change the world and take the kingdom everywhere we go. Amen.